What's good, boys and girls? A special edition Fins Up podcast on this Wednesday, the day of State of Origin. Hope you're all well. It's really cold outside at the moment. Hope you're all having a nice cup of tea while you listen to me. I'm your host, Terry Mortimer, and I'm joined, as always, by my handsome colleague, Dan Nichols. Dan, how you doing, fella? I'm doing good. When I got the message uh, last night, I was like, ooh, good. Because Wednesdays, especially Origin Days, they always drag along. So I'm using my lunch break, or perhaps not. Who knows? Depends if my boss is listening or not. And uh, to record this incredible podcast, and what an idea it was. What an idea it was. Now, what we're doing, we opened up the, uh, the socials on Twitter, on sharksforever.com. I messaged a couple of people as well for some questions and also kicked in with some uh, ideas for questions. And we're going to hit each other with three questions each about sharks. And then two hypothetical scenarios. Mm-hmm. So we'll start off with uh, our questions to each other before we get to the viewer questions. Now, one of the viewer questions as well, Dan, has actually really, really sparked my interest. And I've done some research into it, which is really good. I like it. For me. Uh, I'm going to start, I'm going to fire off the first question to you, Dan. Please. Regarding the Cronulla Sharks. Now, obviously, lots of people want Matt Moylan dropped for Braden Trindle. But I'm going to ask you. Is there a deep underlying issue why we won't promote Trindle? And is it because of Kate Dykes and his injury and his development? And if Trindle comes in and sets the world on fire and Kennedy continues his form, does that leave Kate Dykes as the odd man out? And is that in the back of Sir Fitz's mind? I don't think so. I I don't disagree with that because I'm on record as saying I think Kate Dykes is a long-term number six, even at the... Uh, Detriment of Braden Trinnell. No, I don't. I think it's a a fear of dropping him. So perhaps it is an underlying factor in that. I think uh, he also saw that it worked very well last year. And I dare say that he might have gone to Nico Hines and said, what do you want to do? And Nico has taken the easy option and said, I want Moylan. Whenever Moylan's upright. Uh, hasn't been playing real well. I, I, think, I think his rookie-ness... In fits, I know it's his second year, but he's still very, very new to the job. I think he's a little bit fearful that if the Sharks were to drop Moylan and Trindle wasn't to set the world on fire, that people would say, why did you drop Moylan when he got you to second place last year? I think that's the underlying factor, although I 100% am willing to again double down and say K Dykes at six is a future for the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Very good. Yeah. Mate, would you... Would you like a question? Let's go. So here, these are. This is gonna be. This is gonna be real good. So this could go either way. Number one, was there ever a time you genuinely thought about giving up on the sharks? Now I'm not saying, oh god, I'm not gonna watch this week. Genuinely thought, why do I support these pricks? I. There's been two occasions. Two occasions. One in. 2009, when it looked like the doors were going to close on the club again. Uh, we'd just come off a fantastic 2008 season where, unfortunately, we didn't win the competition in 2009. They were talking about knocking on death's door and the development wasn't going to get up. And, you know, we were just losing left, right and centre. We got, you know, the Tigers put 50 on us in a game. And, and the, the other hard part as well was I was living in England at that point in time. So that's, that's one point in time. The second point in time was in 2014 and nothing to do with the wooden spoon here. But I posted on my own personal Facebook page my thoughts of Paul Gallon. 
and I had Sharks officials message me telling me that what I wrote was inappropriate and everything else. And these were people who, you know, we party with on the regular basis and, and all that kind of thing. And I, I, I did say that, um, you know, I didn't go and put it in any Facebook groups. I didn't put it from, you know, I didn't stick it on the pack. It was literally just the status of what I thought of Paul Gallon. I had people jumping left, right, and centre at me, and I just thought, well, like, you know, if they're going to do it over that, I'll go and support someone else. Completely fair. What about you, mate? Uh, the short answer is no. There are times where I was very, very down on the club, but, mate, I'm obsessed and they will be with me. We lose or draw until the day I die, which um, coincidentally may come sooner, thanks to the Sharks themselves. Question number two. Have you ever compared Talakai's work rate per minute compared to our forwards to see why the Talakai is actually an exceptional centre and would be dog shit if we moved him in? Uh, no, you're the stats man, so the short answer is no. Uh, I think I know where this is going, but uh, no. No, I have not. Okay, well, the the short answer to this is that moving Talakai into the middle and basing him off the work that he does per minute compared to the other forwards, we would lose so much more. Completely so fair. That's, that's it. And this is for another time. I'm happy to tweet it out. The research that I got... Uh, but we have got like we've got to get through about fifty odd questions. But I just wanted to know if it was more of a you know personal preference if you didn't like Talakai or if you actually had it. Nope, nope, hundred percent. Haven't done the uh, thing. I am a huge fan of Talakai. I just want to use him in a bit different direction, uh, mainly because of Kyle Hero. Full disclosure. But uh, that's a discussion for another day, and it will be one we will continue on. All right, Terry. Question number two. A nice, easy, a bit of a fluff piece, mate. You were trying to convert the Cronulla Sutherland, uh, fan to be a fan of the our mighty Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Which game, one game, would you show? Oh, oh which game? Yeah. Very good. I, I think I'd have to show them 2016. Which game? The Grand Final. Grand final, bit of a slog. Was a bit of a slog. Yeah, maybe, maybe not the best one. Maybe maybe Newcastle sixty two nil that that year. That's another good one. Yeah, certainly. We won. had a solid win over Manly at home. I think you'd pick a handful of games from twenty sixteen, Dan, and you're going to get someone. Oh, you wouldn't show them anything this year. No, even though that well, everyone except one player is gone from twenty sixteen. Uh, yeah, no, I think you could just show them what. Show them what uh, 2016 looks like, and, and then maybe last year show them the game where we went and belted Manly, and uh, you know you could you could uh, show them this is how good that Nico Hines is. So, no, completely fair. What about yourself? Uh, the 2016 prelim. Oh, it just if the... I've saved the, 20, the 2016 prelim answer for a question that we have. Oh, fair enough. I, I just think that that was the perfect night. Or, um, yeah, something from last year, something when Nico went ballistic, because I think you show them Nico Hines and they go, oh, I'm a fan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, question three. Now, this is a recruit, recruitment. You can pick A, B, or C. It's November 2023. The window is open. I'm going to give you three options. Now, not all of them cover everything that we want but we want a prop we want a hooker backup hooker and a center or do we want a half so i'm giving you loads of options mm-hmm. option a you're darren mooney you can sign bradman best 
Jake Simkin and Aaron Penne. Yep. Option B, you can sign Tom Dearden, Wade Egan, and Jamin Jolifay to return home. Or option C, you can sign Mo Fodawaka, Christian Matapapalangi, or Iverson Matai. Option three, Mo Fodawaka makes the biggest difference right away. I, lo- I love number two because I love the idea of Tom Dearden. But I think that you put Mo Fodawaka into that Cronulla Stark side and they're, uh, we're instantly talking much, much, much better. Because I think what we got internally we can cover, except at props. So, uh, yeah. Mate, you could offer me just Fodawaka or everyone else together. I'm taking Big Mo. Very good. My answer to that was uh, option B. I went Tom Dearden, Wade Egan, and Wade Egan's incredible. Very, very underrated player. Perhaps the most underrated player in the competition. So I don't hate it at all. I just think you offer me big mo, mate, and I'm taking it no matter what. Now, question number three before we get to the hypotheticals, and these will be fun. Uh, do you actually dislike Chad Townsend, or are you just trying to be cool by copying me? Uh, I don't dislike Chad Townsend, the person. I just like dislike Chad Townsend, the footballer, but I can't dislike him anymore because he's not at the team. I'm actually a huge fan of Chad. Completely fair. Uh, what about you? Um, mate, if I saw Chad, I'd offer a handshake. I don't, I don't dislike him at all. I just didn't want him playing football for us anymore because he was ordinary and uh, ordinary halfbacks. You know, ain't my thing. Definitely. Hypothetical number one for you, Sir Daniel. Mm-hmm. Craig Fitzgibbon wins two premierships in 10 years. One with Nico, one without. He stays for another 10 years and wins four premierships. So you're looking at six premierships in the space of 20 years. Or he wins four premierships, three with Nico Hines. In that 10 year space, he wins two, he wins two wooden spoons. He's evidently sacked, and Paul Gallon takes over as coach. You take an option one, or you take an option two? Uh, option one, six premierships in 20 years is like he would scratch eyeballs for that. Um, All premierships in 10 years, though, dude. And yeah. You don't know what you're going to get with, uh, with Gal. Look, I, I'm a bigger fan of Gal than you, but um, I don't really see him as first-grade coach, to be honest. I think he is a great assistant. And maybe you'll prove me wrong, but I just, I don't. Give me Craig Fitzgibbon for 20 years, mate. I'll take six premierships. Two with Nico, one with Nico, I think that's fair. One without Nico is exciting because that suggests that, you know, we've got another freakish player. Uh, yeah, option option A, please. Please and thank you. you. Option A. Yeah, absolutely. I thought you would go option A. I too uh, selected option A. What have you got for me? Nice. Okay, here we go, mate. The, the obvious one. I think we've answered this before, but I want to give it to you now. Okay. Option A, we win a premiership this year or next, but we don't play finals for the next 10 years. Or we play finals every single year, but you're guaranteed to not win a title. So we're going to win a premiership and then have 10 years as the Tigers? Yep. Or we're in the finals every year? Yep, we can make the grand final every year, but we can never win it. Uh, I'm going to take. I'm going to pinch it premiership in two years and deactivate social media. I completely agree because the idea of NRL is to win premierships, mate. And I couldn't take ten grand final losses or ten 
10 times. Yep, so, so no, give me the premiership and uh, see, you, see you in a decade. Here's my second hypothetical for you. So Nico is signed with us for the next seven seasons. In the next five seasons, he wins three premierships, but requests a release to leave early. We sign a young gun halfback who has a better career than Nico Hines. Mm -hmm. Or... Nico wins three premierships, extends for another three years, stays a shark for life in some capacity, but there's no guarantee of success afterwards. What are you taking? Hey, fuck it. I want to win titles. <laughs> I love Nico Hines, but not. Uh, I love the Sharks first and foremost. So, so A for me, young gun better than Nico would be um, impossible, but that. Absolutely. I went option B. Yeah, big Nick I went option B because I think that he's the kind of person that he wins three premierships with us. He extends for another three years, so we've got him for, for ten years. He's a he's a definite shark for life. And then he's in and around the club, and, I, and but there's no guarantee of success, right? So you don't know what that looks like. You can you can win thirty in a row, or you can become the West Tigers. But I think he's the kind of person if he stayed around the club. We wouldn't be in that situation. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I um, there's no wrong answer there, but uh, for me, give me give me the titles and the young gun, mate, for sure. All right, here we go. This is a, this is a big one. Would you a rather see Blake Braley dropped for Jaden Beryl immediately, or or whoever? But we'll say Beryl, Healy, Beryl, or b see Blake Braley lay on a try assist to win a finals game this season. I'll I'll take a combination of both. Ah, that's not how it works. It's A or B. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, obviously the answer is A. I want him to lay on a, a try assist. Now, let, let, let's put it here. If we get into a finals game, if we get into the finals and he wins us a game, that would mean that his form would have to improve. Ten so I'm happy for that part. Yep. Very good. Yeah, very good. There you go. <laughs> right. Let's get into the questions. Mm -hmm. Now, first question came from our friend Tricky Trev, whose name is David, I think. Yeah, 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 I believe. Every time I see it, David knew his name is, but every time I see Tricky Trev, I get thrown. Like, is it Trevor? Is it Dave? <laughs> Whatever. Now, he always he always contributes to the podcast where he can. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Dave. We know you're going to be listening, and I have responded to him now. His question was, are we as confident now as we were when he signed that Fitz is going to lead us to a title? Mm. Right. So before before we go in and answer that, I just want to throw some things at you now, not a stapler or a chair, but some facts. And I've gone all the way back to 2010, up to 2022, and I've gone through the coaches that have won the premiership and how long they've been at their current team for. Yep. So in 2010, the Dragons won. That was Wayne Bennett's second year. Now, he walked into a team... They had Mark Gasnier, Matt Cooper, Tim Wayman, Ben Craven, Hornby, James Soward, the, uh, Brett Morris was in the team. They had Darius Boyd. It's not as if Wayne Bennett had to walk into that team and build it. And in his first year, he won the minor premiership and shat himself in the finals. Mm -hmm. He went out in straight sets. So 
that was Wayne's second year at St George, and we all know how much, how successful as a coach that he had been, and how you know the Dragons players of that year when they found out that Wayne was coming, like like Mark Gasney went to French rugby and came back for a buying coke because he went to play for Wayne Bennett. Yeah. 2011, Des Hasler won the Premiership. It was his second title in his eighth year at the club. It took him his fourth year in charge of Manly to win a Premiership. His fourth year. Yep. 2012, it was Craig Bellamy, his tenth year at the club. That was his first real Premiership. Yep. Because he had two of them stripped outside of that. That was his tenth year at the club mm-hmm. to win that Premiership. And he did it with some absolute plotters as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, some freaks, yeah. though. Yeah. Trent Robinson is the anomaly in this. It was his first year. Yep. He had two years at Wigan, but it was his first year and his first title. Now, it's not as if he walked into a scrub team as well. He walked into Anthony Minicello. He walked into Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. He had Michael Jennings. He had Sean Kenny Dow. He had James Maloney. He had Mitch Pearce. He had Sonny Bill Williams. He had Boyd Cordner. He had Jake Friend. He was really struggling with that team. Yeah, bum team. Yeah. Really, really struggling as well. Oh, sorry. He had Pete Jarrett and Graham Hargraves yeah. in that side as well. He had Mitch Orbison. So it's, you know, he's the anomaly here. Yeah. Uh, Michael Maguire won 2014. It was his third year at South Sydney, his first premiership. And again, he didn't walk into uh, a team that was bad. He had Greg Inglis. He had uh, Adam Reynolds. He <laughs> Cody had, Walker. No, Cody Walker wasn't at the club. At the oh, Luke Keery, rather, yep. Yeah, Luke Keery. Uh, he had, you know... Sam Burgess. Yeah, so he had some really, really, really good players. Paul Green becomes the second anomaly here. Now, this is his second year in charge of the North Queensland Cowboys. However, yeah, pretty decent his first after. premiership, but he had a very, very decent team. He had Jason Tomololo, Matt Scott. He had uh, Michael Maguire. Oh, no, so, yeah. Josh no, Maguire. What's that? No, no, Michael... Morgan. Michael Morgan. Yeah. Uh, Lachlan Koo. He had Kyle Felt in his peak. Jason Thurston. Yeah, it was pretty good stuff. Uh, so there we go. Shane Flanagan, uh, it was his... If you want to count 2010 as when Shane Flanagan took over the Cronulla Sharks, you're an arsehole. Because mm. uh, he only had 10 games with a, a dog shit roster. So I counted uh, 2011 for Shane Flanagan as his first year in this. Uh, it was his sixth year at the club and his first premiership. Craig Bellamy, 15th year at the club, second premiership. So he's had a long time to build. Trent Robinson, Trent Robinson, sixth and seventh year he had. You know, Trent Robinson has got a lot of external help, let's put it that way. Craig Bellamy in his 18th year. Ivan Cleary in his third and fourth year, but his second stint at Penn. Mm-hmm. Only one of them was a rookie coach. Yeah. yeah. And that's Trent Robinson. Yeah, and that's all. And it's not as if Trent Robinson took over the Gold Coast Titans. And won a premiership in his first year. Exactly right. He fucking roosters. So, am I confident that Fitzgibbon can win us a premiership? Sure. We hired him to do that. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's going to take time? Absolutely, I think it's going to take time. And I think this, this like the, the the problem with any sports fans at the moment is that they just want success and they want it now. What you have to look at is Fitzgibbon took over a team that missed the finals signed three players, two of them were his, exceeded everybody's expectations into getting second. And this year, I think this is 
you kind of wanted this season to be last season and last season to be this season. You wanted to go from fifth to second because I think you would have built a little bit more. But it's really hard to to stay up there. You know, Penrith doing it is an absolute fucking anomaly in this day. Mm-hmm. Do I think that he will win us a premiership? Yep. Do I think that he's got a lot to learn? Absolutely. I think he's been a bit stubborn at the moment, but I have full faith in Sepins. Yeah. To answer the question, am I more or less confident? Probably the same, to be totally honest. Um, I'll say more because when we signed him, I didn't expect us to finish second. I didn't expect Nico Hines to win a Dallium. I didn't expect Britton Nicker to rise from the death. I didn't expect Ronaldo to be the best winger in the game, which I still argue that he, he might be on his day. So probably a little bit more. Now, that doesn't mean I, I agree with everything he's done. As you said, I believe he's being stubborn. But this is where you don't learn much from winning every week. I know you're on record of saying that. So I think this is the first downtime we've had under Fitzgibbon. And so Fitz. And we're sitting fifth. So it's not like we're sitting in the Cowboys where Todd Payton has had to look at himself and everyone's saying, oh, maybe last year was just a fluke. It's not even Parramatta where we started really terribly and everyone said, oh, it's Brad Arthur lost some magic after taking him to a grand final last year. So, yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not, to say I'm not happy with where the club sits now is probably not true because if you'd offered me fifth, I would take it. I think some of the ways that we've seen us lose games has been very frustrating. But again, I'm listening to the way he talks in public frustrates a lot of people because it's all yeah everything's good and we'll do this and we'll do that and it doesn't look like we're doing that we haven't seen this guy behind the scenes yet we haven't seen him yelling we haven't seen him throwing boots we haven't seen him you know drag a, a player publicly so i mean that that'll come with frustration you've seen even the great ones make mistakes pretty happy with things so i uh, see it. where i would like to see improvement is on the recruitment f- because i don't think this current squad can win a premiership and i think that him coming out and saying early on, we've got the players we need, you know, sounded good in a soundbite, but I don't think it's truth. I think we will see at the end of the year, I think next year we'll see the real Craig Fitzgibbon because if Matt Wallen's still the number six and he's he's backing him and you sit in Dykes and you sit in Trindle, then maybe we've we've signed a pot plan. But as of right now, yeah, I'm, I'm very, we'll win a premiership under Craig Fitzgibbon, but it won't be this year. I doubt it'll be next. But if we're not in contention the year after, then, yeah, you start looking and thinking, oh, oh but right now, more confident. Good. Great question. Loved it. Loved it. Absolutely. Yeah, best question we got. I was going to save it until last, but I thought no, some fine. of these questions might take the excitement out of, of what we're doing as well. And we want to give some time to the, uh, the girls. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, a question from our friend Croslow. Uh, do you think a change of assistant coach would help with defensive structures uh, and what players on the current market could we sign to make us better? I have been tipped off that we are losing one of our assistant coaches to St. George next year. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think a change is on the horizon. Yeah. Steve Price is the rumour to be going back down to uh, linking up with Shane Cunningham. Well, yeah, they've won a title together, so that makes sense. Absolutely, they want to follow together as well. So I think an assistant coach, uh, you know, will definitely be open. I don't think oh, Josh Hannay is in charge of our attack, yep. and um, you know, we saw even the year that he was uh, our coach, 
scoring points wasn't a problem. Yep. It was defence. Yep. And then last year, where you know we were the best attacking team, but at the moment on a point per game basis, um, we're the best attacking team in the competition. So um, yeah, I don't think. Obviously, we know that we can score points and we can score points for fun. Um, it's it's defence, and I think that you know a sea change may be there in terms of players. I had a quick look around. There's some absolute dross on the market, so I have picked Jake Averillo, Tyson Frizzell, or Eddie Polacco. Yeah, in terms of recruitment, I, I think I don't I don't expect a big name um, unless something comes up, unless we see a Daniel Saifidi booted, as was the rumour that's been shut down. Then I think you start looking. Um, wouldn't get your hopes up with recruitment. I, I think we've got two or three spots to fill. I think one of those will be retained to Beryl, and I think we'll find a probably another Panthers New South Wales Cup player or, or a Newcastle flag player that's setting the world on fire. So not much in terms of that. Um, in terms of assistant coach, yeah, I'd like to see a defensive-minded. Um, you can probably go and get one too and say, hey, look, Cronulla are only a piece or two away from a title. Uh, you need like an up-and-coming, like a Jason Riles or a Cam Serrata. One, someone, one of those people that had that rap on them two years ago, I think we go and find. But uh, yeah, there, there's talk of if Gallon doesn't go to St. George that we'll try and get him as assistant coach. I don't want to see that because I don't want to see a guy who's working for the media as that. I want a full-time, 100% committed coach. That's nothing It's Gallon. That's just the position. So yes, absolutely. Uh, Favourite Sharks kit, I put uh, 2021. It was good. I'm going to go 2016 because it's the one that's all over my wall and I look at it every single day and I love it. But uh, we've never had a bad kit. Uh, how many games will we continue to give away, Graham? The question is if he plays all of them. Uh, but the real answer is too many. Yeah, he's going to be in the side every single week until the end of the season. Uh, I don't agree with that, but that's the way it is. Uh, are we expecting any big changes next season? Are we expecting any big signings? We've just already said big signings. No, big changes next season. I think so. I think we'll get some changes in there. I wouldn't be surprised um, if we uh, may, you know, we had a, a new 5-8. It wouldn't surprise me as well if Sifa eventually found himself back on the bench. Yep. But it's not going to happen this year. Yep, uh, no big signings, but I called, uh, sorry, Kay Dykes at six and Stam Stone Street uh, will be there. Um, possibly putting Ronaldo in the centres or on the wing, but yeah, you got to get Stone Street and Nero into that side before uh, the Tigers snap them up. Uh, from our good friend, uh, New Zealand Warriors fan, why are the Warriors better than the Sharks? Uh, they're not. I, yeah, look, they're not, but. Um, Sean Johnson's playing well, and they're just their forward pack is dominating all and sundry. I like the look of Andrew Webster too, so perhaps it's a mixture of all three. But yeah, I don't, I don't foresee it lasting long. No, I mean, I hope they, I hope they squeak into the eight. I hope they get eighth, and we get fifth, and we get to knock them out. Yeah, that'd be nice. And I think a return to footy, our finals footy for the Warriors, is good for everyone. Uh, next question. <laughs> Are we expecting any players signed? Not really. Uh, do we think Teague Wilton will re-sign? Yeah, the mail is that Teague Wilton has extended his contract for three years. Yeah, he's the, he's the last piece of that puzzle. Yeah, and it should be announced at any time. Will Craig Fitzgibbon drop players? I I want to think that he will. I want to think that Fitz is not this stubborn. I just think that he is waiting for 
a relatively healthy squad. Because I, I, I look at that now, and you know, you've got Hazleton in the team, and you've got no Toby Rudolph, who is our best prop, um, and you've got all these players, you know, left, right, and I, I, I think had you know, if we're injured against the in, in the easy run that we have, you might see some players move around. Yeah, I, I expect to see Calhoun play towards the back end like he did last year. Yeah. Um, I don't foresee Moylan being dropped as much as I've been leading that charge. Oh, that was sorry. That was uh, was that one of the questions as well? Do we think? But no, no, no huge changes over the next unless unless we drop three or four in a row, then which I hope we don't. But yeah. Uh, do we think Connor Tracy and Braden Trindle will ask for a lease if they don't get options? I don't think Braden Trindle will. Uh, Parramatta have called their jets on Connor Tracy. I don't see there being a big market for him. If he wants to ask for a lease, I'd let him go. I see it the other way. I don't think Connor will. Um, I think Trindle absolutely will. I think he'll be at the Tigers next year unless we get him some game time. Look, I, I love Trindle, but if it's between him and Dykes, I'm letting Trindle go. And that hurts me because we got Puru and there's no one else like Cade Dykes in that squad. So, yeah, I expect Trindle to probably be a Tiger for next year. Uh, what's Fitz's hesitation on giving Tricky a game? I have said that I think it's K Dykes. You don't agree. Um, it's a combination for mine of K Dykes and his comfort zone. Yeah, we finished second last year with Matt Mullen at six, and I think he keeps looking at that. I don't know if that's the way forward, but um, I don't think even if Dykes was fit, there'd be any changes because Dan Atkinson's been playing really well. So, uh, A question from me. Uh, it's very evident that you don't like Blake Braley and the way that he plays. If you were the coach, what would you do to turn his form around? I would drop him and then release him. Completely fair. Look, not a bit, I'm, a, I'm a bit higher on Blake. Um, I, think, I think you would be a lot... Um, We'll put it this way, Jaden Bell's a very, very, very good backup number nine, and I think there's a bit of a push to get him in the side. I think if we had a bum backup number nine, I don't know if you'd be as harsh, but then knowing you, you'd probably be double as harsh. So. I, the, 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 the big problem is, it, it doesn't stem with Blake Braley, but it, start, it can start with him. Uh, and it's his reluctance to run in big games doesn't put us on the front foot. Um we saw it against Melbourne. Like the, the minute the going got tough, he just disappeared. He may as well not been out. Yeah, it's too too much. Yeah, because at nine, we look so much better. Yeah. Melbourne. So he's he's a downhill skier. He is. He's the epitome of this team at the moment. That are flat track bullies. And we saw that against Bulldogs. Everyone gave him man of the match because he had sixty six run meters and three tries in the first half. He did nothing in the second half. Mm. Um. So yeah, look, we we obviously we need a forward pack to cater to his lack of confidence or lack of ability but the question was for me and what would I do and the answer is I would drop him and release him and send him to Newcastle uh, Dan name your all time favourite disliked oh sorry your all time disliked 17 okay well I'm going to go I'm going to go 13 because I couldn't think of 17 that I hate but um, a lot of these are going to be a surprise Start the got. Uh, I got Brett Carney. Now, this is nothing against him. He just reminds me of the dark times. I got Michael Gordon. Yeah, I actually really like Michael Gordon. <laughs> Who's your first winger? Uh, Leon Bott, just one of those that signed and we heard great things about, just never, ever. I don't think he even played first grade or maybe one or two games. Mitch Brown was mine. See, I like Mitch Brown too. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your second winger? Uh, Brett Dallas, another one of those. Oh, Brett Dallas was good 20 years ago. Let's sign him. <laughs> 
Darren Albert. Yeah, well, same thinking now. First center? Uh, Damien Moston. Score four tries on debut and then, well, you know. I got Dean Collis. De- oh, no, I got Dean Collis' signed jersey hanging in my. Uh, Who's your second center? Ben Pomeroy. Just ben fuck Pomeroy. me. Ben Pomeroy. There we go. Just couldn't stand him. Yeah. Who's your six? Todd Carney. Mine's Chad Townsend. Fair enough. Who's your seven? Chad Townsend. Mine's Jeff Robson. <laughs> there you go. No, I, I thought Robson was a player. Yeah, the reason I don't like Todd Carney is because he abused me in the dams one day when I said, mate, you're our only hope this year. Why are you drinking? You're not taking it seriously. He told me to fuck off. Well, fuck you, Todd Carney. Uh, first prop? Don Tweedle. Ooh, he's on my bench. Yeah. I had John Green. Yeah, can't even remember him. Yep. Uh, Michael Sullivan. Now, this is because Michael Sullivan was my favourite player. Loved him, thought he was the future of the club. Then he fucked up and got released, and it killed me, and I'll never forgive him. And he came back to the Dragons, mm-hmm. wasn't he? <laughs> uh, I initially penned in Corey Hughes, and then changed it to Michael Lasher. Yeah, fair enough. Another one who's in the DMs, but, uh, yeah. Uh, second prop. Uh, Wessel, Kurt Wessel, the other bum we signed. Under consideration, but uh, Josh Cordova. Yeah. Now, jo- Josh Cordova's partner is a friend of my sister's, and you've never met a more arrogant wanker who had no talent. Fair enough. Uh, back row. Uh, Bo Scott, because he killed me when he left. <laughs> good, good shout. I put Broderick Wright as number one. Mm-hmm. Number two? Uh, Rennie Matua. We signed him, and he should have been a superstar, and instead he was a fuckwit. I Fair enough. A lot of these players are players that should have been better than they were from my end, but tell uh, you. Yeah. And who's your lock? Uh, Billy Magulis, because he pushed in front of my daughter at the canteen at Sutherland Recreational Pools. I went Ian Donnelly, just because he reminds me of the dark days and he started the game at 13 and he was dog shit. Fair enough. Also on the bench, I had Rennie Matua, Don Tweedle, Jacob Selms, and Blake Brayley. <laughs> Completely fair. I like it. Uh, let's go back to the questions. This is from Rich Ossington. If, uh, oh, is it? No, it's not from Rich. It's from Scott. Scott Wilson. If Puro keeps developing, what's the plan? And how do we fit Kennedy, Dykes, Puro, Trindle, and Hines into three? Well, Kennedy's going to be the fullback. Hines is going to be the seven. So you're picking Dykes, Puro, and Trindle. One of them will get released. One of them will start at six. One of them will be the backup. Yeah, look, fair call. I think whoever's playing the best and whoever fits with Nico Hines is going to get the spot. Uh, I right here, right now, I think it's Kate Dykes, but I'll be happy if it's if it's Puru or Trindle. I don't care as long as we keep winning games. I love what I've been seeing from Puru though, so keep an eye on that kid. Uh, what's more likely to happen? Sydney trains run on time. Chad to kick forty twenty or Cronulla to complete at eighty percent. Probably the eighty percent thing. Chad can't kick 40 metres and fuck the trains. Good question. Very good question. Uh, third question, and this, there are two, well, there's two parts to this. Well, Scott, is Nico judged too harshly? Have we too soon forgotten what it's like to run out with absolute potters like Townsend and Robson? Reason for this question, over the last three games where he's been judged poor by some, a lot of our fans and media, out of all the halves that have played over the last three rounds, he's first in line break assists and try assists. Even without the additional game last week, some of his counterparts, he would still be first in line break assists and only behind Hunt, Munster, Hughes and Johnson in try assists. 
second part to this. Speaking of plotters, here, here are some of the absolute dross halves that have more line break assists than Matt Moylan, zero, over the last three rounds. Tanner Boyd, Jaden Sullivan, Dean Hawkins, Carl Oluwapu, Jamie Salmon, Drew Hutchison, Fred Wake. Part two, oh, that is that is hurtful. <laughs> Part one, yeah, I think Nico's judged too harshly because he won the Dalian last year. Very much. Plus, we've seen that Matt Moylan's had those stats. And name one player in the competition who can do it by himself. You can't because it can't be done. Don't worry about it. It's a rubbish question. Uh, common knowledge, you believe, like most of us, we need a solid middle forward with two roster spots open. Why would, who would you be targeting and why? Keep in mind of uh, salary cap restrictions. If, we only, if we're saying that there's only two spots left uh, after Teague signs and we're thinking one's going to be for Beryl, then I would go for Eddie Blacker. He's not going to make a difference. I don't think we're going to pour Tyson Brazil. No, they're completely true. That um, uh, the roost um, the former rooster. I think Safidi something. No, um, Fafida something. Saluka. Yeah, he's at the Rabbitohs. Yeah, I wanted him when he was getting shopped around. I actually thought that the Dolphins should have signed him on pure size and ability. Uh, hasn't kicked on, but I think we need a player of that ilk who has the size, and we need to teach you how to play football. The other answer as well is AJ's uh, favorite player, uh, Nafu White. He yeah. is an absolute. <laughs> Yeah. I still think is is it Terrell May the big boy? Yeah, Terrell May. Yeah. yeah, I think he's an option, but it's going to have to be someone than that, unless unless of course Safidi wants to come play for a bag of chips. Uh, without plans <laughs> of stadium revamp in the bin, thanks to a change of government and grant, what are other ways you'd like to see make uh, see us as viable to make funds to get our much needed upgrade? I think the only real answer that you can do there is partner with an A League team. Yeah, yeah, I think if the um, uh, the second division team gets in, the I think it's going to be the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, and it'll bring Southo Sharks, who are based at Miranda, in 100%, because it'll get more people in, it'll get more sponsorship. That's the reason. Um, I don't want to sell off any more of this development no, for money. I, I don't think it's overly important, because we don't need the game day funds anymore because of the developments given us a future. So I don't... I, it's a pain and I hate going to games because it's such a shitty stadium at the moment, but I don't really care. Alright. Uh, third part of fourth question. Gun to the head. First answer that comes to mind. Your favourite Sharks game of all time, not including the Grand Final. Prelim 2016. Not even close. So, I see the answer, the prelim answer is later on for me. I'm going to say uh, against the Dragons this year. I don't know why. It was just a fun game. We're all hanging out and we fell to the Dragons. So let's just go with that. Yep. Favourite all-time shark? <sighs> Mate, I don't know is a short answer. Um, I mean, Nico recency bias. But I look back, I mean, Gallon carried us through some, some times that you just otherwise you, we would have sunk. <laughs> I love Paul Green when I was when I was growing up. I love Michael Sullivan. He really stands out. I know it, I just bagged him, but he was a favourite. Luke Lewis, in the, probably in the shortest amount of time, Luke Lewis made the biggest impact, and I love him as a, as a bloke. Um, I'm going to go Nico on recency bias because I think it'd be unfair otherwise. Shortest amount of time for me would have to be Michael Ennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, recency bias would be Tobias Riddle. Overall, with honourable mentions to Greg Molly and Sean Ryan. Peachy's there as well. God, we've had some good players. E- E.T., I probably... 
if he'd been a few years later, I'd probably be number one. But uh, yeah, there's a good good list. Uh, will Trindle get a shot this year? Yes. Yeah, he will because Moylan can't stay fit, and I think they may rest Nico towards the end of the year. Will Stone Street Hero and others get a game this year? Uh, one of them will because there's got to be an injury in the back line. I think it'll be Hero. I, I think there's got to be two injuries because I think the first cap off line is kind of crazy. Yeah, look, fair enough. It scares me if Mawini Hiroti is the second cap. Oh no, he's he's uh, he's driving a lift or whatever that other place is called. Good question from Josh Bolling. When we're fully fit, what is our bench? Uh, I have got either Fanukan or McInnes with the other one starting. Yep. Jack Williams, Tom Hazleton, and then you make your fourth spot out of Oregon, Boozy, Royce Hunt, Jesse Dolan, or Lake Graham. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think that... Hazleton's undroppable. Yeah, he is. Well, well Toby and uh, Ueli are your forwards, and I think I would make Cam my third team, but I think Dale will stay. So, yeah, any any combination of that. I know we're fence-sitting a bit, but uh, my bench would involve Calhoun, not the other lot, but I don't know. Yeah, no, that's why I said... I think McKin- if we say Finucane's going to start, McInnes, Jack Williamson, Hazleton are your, your, your absolute short fires. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Jesse Colher and Hunt and Kafusi that can make up the other one. And you've got Wade Graham. I'd have Wade Graham as 18. Yep, I agree with that. Um, should Cam McInnes start? Yes. I don't think there's a difference between them. I think Cam's ball playing is a little bit... Um, Better, but yeah, I don't think there's a big difference. Yep, no, perfect. Uh, is Gus the weakest person on Twitter? Bloke went on a blocking spree over Lodge and Tyron May uh, questions. Uh, no, the weakest person on Twitter is that fuckweed from North Queensland. Uh, Gus would be number two. Yeah, no, fair, fair enough. I, I do think Gus is very... I don't think he uses social media particularly well. No. Uh... Here's a great question that came in just as the podcast was starting uh, from our good friend and Raiders fan. What's his, what's his handle? Uh, this is a great question. Uh, oh, it's uh, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. That guy is so funny, Blake and Pork. At Blake and Pork. He said, who would be a better option for the Canberra Raiders to target to play six next year? Uh, Metcalf or Connor Tracy? You don't want Connor Tracy in six. Didn't he say Connor? Uh, didn't he say Metcalf? Yeah, Metcalf or Tracy. Oh, oh, sorry, Trindle or Metcalf. Oh, Wall Trindle. No, he said Tracy or Metcalf. Oh, sorry, I misread it. Um, yeah, Metcalf. Yeah, you don't want Connor Tracy in the six at all. He stinks. Uh, let me get another page of questions. That's all the questions there at the moment. We've got some breaking news for you, Dan. Actually, let's just see if there's any more that have built in. Yep. Breaking news, our Newtown Jets have reached out to the Western Australia government and have put the hat in the rink for the Perth Jets. Ooh, that sounds fantastic. Exciting. We'll hear more about that. It does, yeah, and then that would give them the opportunity for reserve grade in the New South Wales Cup. Jeez, wouldn't that suck to be like the 19th man or the 20th man for Perth? Are you going to train in Perth all week and then keep travelling and play New South Wales Cup? Yeah, no, that ain't going to work. Yeah, that would suck. Uh, Damn. We've been asked to talk about the women's team. Yes, yes, we have. Now, I'm on a time limit, so I have a 12 o'clock tour, but uh, yep. 
I love this women's team, mate, and I think I might just be the number one fan at this stage. Yeah, now you and I are on record as saying that we feel that the girls' team has been recruited very, very well. Very, very well. There is an expectation, or we definitely think that there could be an expectation for finals football. However, you're looking at teams like uh, Newcastle, the Roosters. The Broncos. Uh, the Broncos as well. But we have, uh, we have recruited very, very well, and we've also given what we think would be our best uh, one to seventeen. So yep. I'll start at fullback with uh, Jada Highlight. We've got Jada Taylor Pence. Undisputed. She's going to be a superstar. If you need one player to talk to your friends about, uh, Jada Taylor is the one. Uh, on the wings, we went with uh, Cassie Staples and Liverpool legend Andy Robertson. Yeah, so Cassie Staples used to play for the uh, the women's sevens team. Uh, try scorer. She'll score plenty. Andy Robinson, you may recognise from photos with Kate Dykes. They're going to be the next uh, Sharks super couple. If you're looking for an early try-scoring pick, Cassie Staples. Uh, Kiana Takarangi and Tiana Panatani uh, our centres. Uh, Kiana Takarangi, obviously sister to uh, Brad Takarangi, and Tiana Panatani is an absolute superstar. Got an early release from Parramatta. Playing Origin this week, she had to withdraw from Game 1 with an injury. She's on the wing, though, isn't she? Yeah, she is, because, I mean, Sergis and Isabel Kelly. Uh, in terms of, uh, she's probably the third best centre in the competition, maybe top five, definitely. Huge signing, rounded out this perfectly. And which, whoever plays outside her in the wing is my tip, the top try scorer this year. And in the halves, we were with Emma Tonegado and Taylor Preston. Now, Emma Tonegado is playing fullback for New South Wales at the moment, uh, yep. but we've definitely got a pencil in six for Taylor Preston. Yeah, I think she is signed at Cronulla to play in six, former Dalian medalist at fullback for the Dragons. Uh, the big fish, Marquis signing, cannot speak highly enough about this This superstar. Uh, Taylor Preston, I thought was best on ground for City a couple of weeks ago at halfback. She is very, very good, and she's keeping a very experienced player out of the side. Taylor Preston's probably the one to watch. I think she is going to go kaboom. I think she won the New South Wales or the Harvey Normans uh, player of the season too. She was the Bulldogs' best. They made the grand final, so uh, yeah. Big. Now the forwards, Terry. That was in the game they lost like 1-0 one one or something. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Now with the forwards, there's a bit of conjecture. I've seen three different people put their sides together. It's been different across the front. I have Ellie Johnston in the in the props because I think we lack size in a big way. Although she, she played... She playing back row, yeah, isn't she? Yeah, so for country, she played 70 minutes and I thought she was country's, but I thought she was best on ground. Uh, and I got Tegan Dimmick, who I think will start in the props, but you could you could change these around a little bit, but they're the ones I've run with. Tegan Dimmick, any relation to Jim? Don't know. Well, I, I believe so, but I don't want to go on record. Yeah, I don't want to go on record. But what I do know, mate, is Quincy Dodd, number nine, superstar of the game. She's going to be uh, yeah, pretty much everyone except Tonegato has been at Cronulla at some stage through, and I'm willing to gift her a pass. Uh, Quincy Dodd, though, inaugural signing, perfect signing. Yeah. Uh, Holly Wheeler, Vanessa Foliaki, and Brooke Anders uh, run out, round out the back row. It's Anderson yeah. at 13. She played a little bit of um, uh, hooker last year for Parramatta, I believe, so she may come off the bench, but she started for New South Wales at 13. Holly Wheeler is coming off an injury, should be okay by round one, fingers crossed. And what can you tell us about uh, Vanessa Foliaki? Uh, I don't know much about her, to be honest. I just checked the highlights quickly before we logged in. She seems to hit hard, so I'm a little bit excited about that. And there was a consensus that she'll play, she'll start for Cronulla. 
maybe even Holly Wheeler moving into the middle with Ellie Johnson out wide, but I would go with the size in the middle because I think if there's a negative here, it's we're a little bit small. And talk to us about the bench. Dan ran it out for us. Uh, who did I put on the bench I sent to you? Because I've actually written something different here. You have uh, Random Byers, uh, Talia Holmes, Harada Butler, and Maddie Studden. That's it. Uh, I've got Chloe, Chloe Saunders there instead of Studden here, but I um I just couldn't send you one without Maddie Studden. Love the lady. She is the reason I am a uh, I'm a fan of the, the women's game. I don't think that's unfair. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of real... Not big in terms of big people, but big in terms of forwards there. And uh, obviously, Maddie Studden is the, the Bogan princess. Yeah. I, I think uh, overall, that team there could, could uh, win on its day. Um, we'll win more games than we don't, mate, put it that way. And I'm expecting us to, to put the Tigers away in round one. Uh, you and I will be there for that of, game. Of course we'll be there, mate. I'll be there when the gates open. Try and keep me away. Sounds like uh, our friend Haley is coming up from Melbourne again. Uh, you know, for a uh, lady who sports two teams, she sports an absolutely horrible one and an absolutely fantastic one. So we won't hold that against her. Dan, anything else uh, before we log out? Jeez, it's been a fun podcast. It has been a lot of fun. I wish I had more in me, mate, but I got a 12 o'clock, which is really inappropriate. All right, well, on that note, how am I starting? How am I starting?